0: Welcome to Recovery Fan. my name is Brooke and I'm a person in recovery from various mental health disorders as well as substance abuse. Please note that neither myself nor my guests are medical or mental health professionals unless a guest states otherwise, and that this podcast does not replace professional advice, but is instead a peer-based resource based on the real, uncensored, unscripted reality and authentic experiences of those engaging in their recovery journey. Aside from recovery-related topics, this podcast is freeform music, movies, hobbies, and any other positive aspects of our day-to-day lives will be discussed as well. My name is Brooke Cartledge, and this is the Recovery Fam podcast. Um, All advice given here is not under the guidance of professionals. Please consult your professional uh, mental health or medical um, doctor. Uh, We are not professionals. We are peers. This is a peer-based recovery podcast. My name is Brooke. I am a person in recovery. Um, so, uh, do you mind telling me, uh 'cause cause we have, we've only spoken several times. Do you mind telling me a bit more like about yourself just in general or?
1: Sure. I mean, uh, I mean, my name is Brian, you know, person in recovery. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I live with, um, you know, alcoholism, um, general, generalized anxiety, uh, depression, um, an unspecified mood disorder and uh possible bipolar that's been thrown back and forth you know over the years as maybe he hasn't maybe he doesn't it's an ongoing ongoing uh investigation i guess um, i mean about me i mean i'm you know i'm thir- i'm thirty six year old male um from uh from the boston area i live up in i live i live a uh, in a small little town in New Hampshire now on the Vermont border Um, currently I'm, uh, working, um, or sort of working at a hospital and I'm actually, um, transitioning into a new job at a, um, at a recovery center, um, fairly soon here.
0: Oh, wow. What's your, uh, job at the hospital?
1: Uh, my job at the hospital is a, um, central monitoring technician. So anyone that is, um, that is deemed necessary that they be hooked up to 24 hour, 24/7 um twenty four seven um EKG monitoring. Um oh, okay. we have a we have a r we have a room where we look at their heart rates and trends and um track their their rates, rhythms, any anomalies, anything that
0: you know, lethal rhythms
1: are obviously not um are are not good. Um and you know, those are luckily not very those don't happen too often. But um but you know we're just keeping track of those things and you know it's mo- a lot of people coming in getting pacemakers, things like that or having some work done and just kind of, you know Keeping an extra eye out on them for, for their providers.
0: Yeah, I was, I was under the impression that that was done by a nurse. I guess
1: not. No, 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 no. Nope. I am not a nurse. Um, I have like basic life skills, like training, things like that. You know, first aid. Um, right. But I'm not. I'm, I'm not a nurse. I do some patient care, but not. <laughs> I do not have a nursing degree.
0: Right. Because I know when I've gotten EKGs, I know there was an EKG tech that would, like, read it, and then the actual doctor, whoever the physician was, would uh, obviously, you know, give me the results of it. Um, I'm, I wasn't even aware that a, you know, a technician or um, what you're describing was, was even involved. So, wow. Um, yep, and,
1: and, we, and we we do some of the testing, too, um, especially if it's, uh, if it's the overnight shift, and, um, you know, they don't have a lot of the techs in the hospital, so we'll be on call during that time. Um, so we have to, you know, we have to learn how to hook people up to the machines and things like that and read this, you know, we know how, we know how to read the strips and how to interpret them. Um, but we can't give any, you know, medical advice or diagnosis or anything like, even if we know exactly what it is, we're not allowed to say what, what it is.
0: So you just, you give that information to the, the doctors or where is yep. that goes so, to so, from?
1: So they look at, exa- they look exactly at the same thing that we do and, um, you know, the a lot of the, doc, you know, the cardiac doctors are people that are looking at this stuff all the time, so they don't usually right. have many questions, but there's, um, you know, there's people on different, on different units in the hospital that are hooked up to EKG that their physicians and their doctors might not necessarily be, um, you know, looking at these kind of readings every day, and they might have questions, so, like, that's where, like, my role kind of comes into play, because like, they'll come to us sometimes, because we look at this stuff all for 12 hours a day, you know, and yeah. so, like, we... So we, we know this stuff. So, you know, they'll come in and say, Hey, this kind of looks like this one rhythm, but it it almost kind of looks like it, you know, it looks like this one, you know, what, you know, what's your opinion. Um, and, you know, and so, I mean, there is some, there's some training to it where it's like, you know, we can't just, we can't just kind of like stroll in and not, you know, not pay attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. You know, I mean, it, it is patient care at the end of the day, um, but, you know, and it's a and it's a team, everything that's cool because a lot of the doctors are, are really cool too. Like it They'll come in and explain like um, if someone had, has just had like a weird run of like like afib or like VTAC or something like that, they'll be like, "Oh, did you see that, and they'll pull it back up on the screen and like show us exactly what was happening and like explain stuff further than like what the little lines on the uh on the readout are telling us
0: right, right, yeah, um as far as i mean I Recognize your number from uh, California. Do you have any connection with California? Because I'm from there. So I was just curious.
1: In California? Oh, no. Do you mean 630?
0: <laughs> no, you're uh, – I don't want to say it out loud, but your uh, uh, area code. Oh,
1: 603? I'll say it out loud. I don't mind.
0: 603. Oh, no, this is, uh. oh, I guess um. the app uses a San Francisco number, because this is a San Francisco number that I'm talking to you on right now. Um, that's weird. I didn't oh, notice yeah. that until right now. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, no I haven't your answer
1: number. <laughs> Oh, okay, right. Uh,
0: so, I don't know. I don't. I don't have. I don't have any
1: ties in San Francisco or the Bay Area or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I'm looking at this and I'm like, this but, is I mean, this San Francisco. Metallica
1: is my favorite band. I know they're based out of San Francisco, but that's about it.
0: Metallica, <laughs> yeah, I do like some. I do like some uh, Black Album and some uh, Ride the Lightning. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I. Uh, I don't know. As far, like, I've always wanted to get into medicine. Um, but unfortunately, I've gone to uh, some veterinary programs. I've, you know, I've gone to a couple, R- uh, not RM, but LVN classes. And uh, before the shutdown, I was going um,
1: to start you say the L-V-N?
0: Uh, LVN, License Vocational L-V- Nursing.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I thought, I thought you said, I couldn't tell if you said P or V.
0: Oh, no. And uh, before the uh, lockdown happened, I was in and I was going to start uh, EMT training uh, for, uh, obviously, you know, paramedic at um, Allegheny County until that got shut down. So now it's just been, uh, I mean, I'm technically enrolled somewhere, but just uh, not trying to make excuses. But the the mental health stuff is sort of taking over priority right now, unfortunately. But my background is in uh, audio engineering, so I have my associates from uh, – LA Film School uh in sound engineering. That's pretty much all I've known my whole life. And uh um, oh,
1: cool. I actually I actually did a year of um audio engineering school at uh New England Institute of Art in Brookline.
0: Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure how that program compares to you because I mean I know we were working with, you know, industry professionals and we we were trained on uh Pro Tools and Logic and doing uh analog yep. signal uh signal flow yep. and all that.
1: So we were doing the we we were doing the same stuff, um our guys were, um, our, our professors and instructors were guys that were working, you know, at places like Hit Factory and things like that and like taking yeah, teaching, right. jobs, teaching jobs and uh, and that's what we worked. I mean, I only stayed for, um, for one year of the program because like, somebody came in and uh, told us what they were making working at the Hit Factory and that their parents were still helping them pay rent and all that. And then yeah. I did the math on what the school cost and I went, I think I'm going to go back to business school. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because music's a passion of mine, but you know, at the same time, I think my brain has like a quick minute of of logic, logical thinking. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, sometimes me, that
0: happens. That way. I don't think
1: I don't think I don't think music was going to um, be it for me. You know, as a career, um, you know, it, it, I thought it was at one point, and then I yeah. You know,
0: I mean, I that's the thing of, that nobody really tells you about that industry is that once you go into it for the business purpose um actually getting in is a lot more difficult than it seems at first glance and that's actually why I never fully pursued a career as an audio engineer was because you have to network you have to know people and that was the part of the business that I just could not uh you know grasp successfully unfortunately so I mean I love doing it and if a client you know if someone wants to be my client then I'll you know of course, I'll take them up on that offer, but as far as like working in a studio and you know those types of uh gig jobs um it's a lot more difficult to come by than um than it may seem initially so
1: it' be really difficult now with uh with the pandemic too i mean if if everyone's doing everything remote how do you meet how do you meet new people how do you meet new people in the in that industry? you know
0: exactly that's that's another thing too especially because <laughs> all these programs everyone are already on, knows who they want to work I with so. you
1: know
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just waiting for the vaccine to uh trickle down to uh us non uh non-healthcare workers such as myself uh to get it. even though i mean i have I'm physically disabled because of my vision, so that may right. bump me up in the list, but I'm not even sure at this point, so.
1: um, And what state do you live in now? Are you in California right. or in Pennsylvania? Right now, Pennsylvania. And so you're a resident of, so how, how is how is Pennsylvania treating, like, how what is their, um, like, protocol? Like, what, you know, every state's got, like, their own code or, like, you know, people are, like, playing 1B or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, like, I know you, that. Where
0: do you sit um, on that list? I looked, yeah, I mean, I just looked at, uh, you know, um, my city's uh, uh, ranking, and it says, like, healthcare workers and the elderly. It is not specified, at least from what I saw, uh, people with disabilities or just the general public. Uh, so I, I'm thinking maybe May or June, but I'm not even entirely sure. Um so, I mean, I,
1: mean I hope it's sooner than later. I mean,
0: it's, yeah, I mean, not to get on a tangent about it, but it really pisses me off these, you know, anti maskers and these people that, you know, are denying that everything's real because it's really, you know, fucking up the normalcy of getting back to where we should be at because of these people that are not following the guidelines and they just want to do whatever they want to. It's just selfishness, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And I mean, There's there's those people in that. But I mean, I think there's also I mean, there's a lot of people, too, who are following the thing to the best of their ability. But there's also I mean, it's going to be like that with anything. Right. There's going to be people on both sides, both both extremes. There's going to be people that are maybe a little bit too, you know, overprotective with the masks and things like that. And I don't know that that's possible, you know, but maybe to some people that could be seen as possible. Um, and then there's going to be people that are just going to blatantly not wear it or like poke holes in it to like put a straw through it or, you know, <laughs> you know things, like that. things like that. Um, what, where, where I kind of get a little frustrated with the whole system, right? So like I work in a hospital and like it's, or, you know, I, I was working in a hospital I'm, I'm, I'm still employed there, but I'm probably not going to work there again. Um, at this, at this point, but like. So, did something happen,
0: or did you just decide to, that that was,
1: didn't fit for you? Um, no, well, some, well, kind of, a, kind of something happened, and it made me realize that it, you know, some that it wasn't a good fit for me, um, and I can get into that now, or I can get into that later. It's up to you.
0: Oh, whatever, whatever you want, it's fine. How
1: do well, I was, we, well, it's well, right. well, I was just gonna, well, I was gonna, well, will finish up this vaccine thing, and then I'll get back into what happened with the with the job. But like, so like, you know, my job is not, it's not very patient facing. Like, I mean, if there's three stations in my, in my position. And one of them is on site, which means that that person is monitoring the people that are on EKG on my floor. And so that person, that tech's also responsible for, you know, changing out batteries and changing leads, the EKG leads, um, you know, or wh- whether it's replacing them or like having to like shave hairy people to like make the thing stick and read, you know, there's little like tricks to make these things work. Um, yeah. you know, depending on where they got to stick and things like that. Um, and so, like, but anyone that's coming in and being admitted inpatient has already been um, tested for COVID and negative. Like, there's only one there's one unit in the hospital that even houses COVID patients, and it's right. like it's completely secluded and things like that. So, like, so getting us vaccinated, yes, that was important, but not as I think to some degree not as important as um, I think it could have been handled a little bit differently. Like, so why I'm getting at that is. Um, and granted, this isn't another state. I'm from Massachusetts, like I said earlier. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, my dad's cousin, um, who was in his mid-60s, but he had um, MS, um, he got COVID and uh, passed away. and He hadn't had the opportunity to be vaccinated yet because he wasn't, oh, up wow. yet. he wasn't up yet in the list. And he wasn't living in a home because he was lucky enough. And you know, blessed enough that his sister had been his caretaker for the last you know almost two decades, and so he was staying with her, not having to um, live in a home and like. But then on the flip side of that, he could have been living in a home and been in one of those COVID outbreaks and had already got it and passed away. You know, so it's it's hard to really like say what, how it would have went, but like the, um, I, there's some level of frustration where like I couldn't even. Give up my vaccine for somebody else? Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if I wanted to, that wasn't like an option. Right. I, did, I had. To, I didn't have to get. We they, the hospital didn't require us to get vaccinated for COVID. Oh
0: wow, really?
1: Yep. It was personal choice. You did not have to get vaccinated. You still had to get screened every day when you came in, um, but you didn't have to. You didn't have to get vaccinated if you didn't want to, because you know it's, it's a new thing they they they. they I guess they can't force, force it on people, you know, or, um, but it's weird because I think they make people get the flu shot. So it's kind of, I, I, don't, I, know, I don't know. Possibly
0: worked, because the flu shot is, you know, much more established than,
1: yeah, than
0: relatively but new I worked, vaccine.
1: But I've worked, worked for a different hospital before and, um, there, they're, and this was, you know, a few years before COVID. So like that wasn't even an issue. But their thing was, you could either get the flu shot, and they put a little sticker on your ID badge that says, you know, with a year on it, um, or you had to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and you know, now it's like you got to wear a mask anyway, so it's like you might as well, you know, get the flu shot. But uh, but no, we weren't required to get the COVID shot. I mean, I don't. I think I know maybe a couple of people that didn't get it, but um, they were also looking to just retire anyway. They didn't want to work anymore during the pandemic a lot of people got pushed into their earlier times yeah high high risk or lived with someone high risk or you know didn't want to be responsible for spreading anything you know and you know which is understandable i wouldn't want to be responsible for that either you know and, you no know, I, I don't
0: think any i don't think anyone
1: was super careful i've been super careful since this thing started and i and i started working in that field you know it's like i was already careful and then it was like i had to all of a sudden up my game and that's coming from somebody that was not careful, careful with that stuff at all right you know before that. You know, because I just wasn't, you know, of the right like sound mind to even care. Yeah,
0: I had I mean I had a family member that got it and they ended up uh thank God they ended up recovering. Um yeah. but it was still really frightening to me. I was like really worried.
1: Yeah. So Well I mean you hear you hear someone gets it now and you don't know what that means. You know, like, you don't know what the extent of it's going to be. You don't know if they're going to have no symptoms at all. You don't know if they're going to, you know, wind up on a ventilator. You don't know if they're going to pass away. You don't know if they're going to have – if they're going to be in the hospital for three months and they get out, but then they have these respiratory problems for the rest of their life. Um, Or who knows how long they're there for because COVID hasn't been around that long. You know? It's, yeah.
0: I mean, it's not it's, always, like, these – uh you know, stereotyped, I guess demographics of like the elderly. I mean, it could happen to you know. No, younger. it can happen. To,
1: it can happen to anyone. Right. Um. You know, it's just it's just less likely that it's going to happen to somebody that's healthy, younger, um, that doesn't have any you know autoimmune issues, um, or you know, weak immune system, you know, weak immune systems, things like that, or you know, people that get sick or just get sick a lot, um, or you know, people, or people that are putting themselves in in, like, at-risk situations, you know, like, high-risk to, like, be infected by anything, not necessarily just COVID. Um, yeah. You know, there's, 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 there's people that, you know, live on the edge a little, a little bit more than other people, I suppose, you know. And, uh, yeah, did you hear
0: uh, when Joe Rogan was asked when, if he would get it, he was like, no, I don't need to get some uh, COVID vaccine. I'm, I'm healthy. I don't need that. And it's just like, everyone, everyone just roasted him.
1: I fucking love Joe Rogan. I, I I just say that because he'll just say whatever the hell he he, he wants, you know what I mean? But I I don't I don't know what that guy believes in half the time. I know he believes in DMT, and um, I know I remember he, a roommate of mine one time I started putting uh, butter in his coffee because he was listening to Joe Rogan. But I just remember him from Fear Factor, and uh, I I don't listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. I just I hear quotes from him every now and then. I'm just like, he's have changed so much in the last twenty years. I, I don't, don't either, I know he's
0: he's into psilocybin, and I know he has a really successful podcast. That's all I really know about him <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't really I don't really care. I don't care too much for him, um, I don't either I, I thought he when like I said like Fear factor was he was one of the guys on like a man show or something right back back in the day so that I never his. watched
0: that, but I think so.
1: It sounds vaguely was, familiar uh, yeah, I think that was him, like I don't know, I just knew him as like a guy to like chuck beer on screen for his. You know, thirty minutes, and then that was <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty much it. And at that point in my life, I was like, "Oh, cool, two guys on TV drinking beer, like that's right up my alley." <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: yeah, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, I'm I mean, I'm gonna be 30 next month, and I just feel like I need to gain more direction in my life, and I'm not entirely sure at this point how I'm gonna do it because there's a lot of obstacles I have right now i mean i'm trying to get uh you know in regards to you know medical goals for myself i'm trying to get vaginoplasty and i have been for years and uh last year i uh had a surgeon who was you know who agreed to do it and uh i on the day of i mean i remember exactly you know the middle of july in 2020 I go there, I get hooked up to all the, you know, IV and all that. She comes in the room, and I've, you know, I've told this story in, you know, the support groups before, but she basically comes in the room and she's like, no, your labs are not up to snuff, your potassium, potassium's too low, uh, yada, yada, and we're not going to be able to do this. The problem with that, though, is that she or her office never offered any remedy. So now I'm talking to a new surgeon who wants me to gain you know x amount of pounds, and I'm currently dealing with you know anorexia nervosa, right. uh, and I have been on and off you know for the past you know four or five years, and so that's a really daunting you know goal of you know how am I supposed to gain you know twenty pounds if even without any, you know eating disorder aside, I've always been super 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 skinny. So I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to get that goal, and I need to find, you know, more, uh, more of a support system for myself, and
1: so. so um, well, so my deal. So in 2019, I, uh, I had, I don't know if you've ever heard of diverticulitis before, but I. Uh, I'd had some uh, flare-ups with it for probably a good like two, three, four years, something like that. But you know, a couple of hospitalizations, like a couple of days here, a couple of days uh... oh, there. Right. Oh, I've had so many CT scans in the last, you know, five years that like I've one doctor put it that I've had enough CT scans for like ten adults, like their entire lifetime. Like I need to like oh, wow. not oh, wow. like not have so many CT scans. You know, obviously cause just the exposure to radiation is not good. Um, And so when I went into the last one, um, they had a couple different people look at it. And then um, the surgeon comes in and she goes, um, you know, you have a, uh, you blew, there's a perforation in your sigmoid colon, which is a a strand of your colon that's like on the the left side. It runs from like the upper to lower left side of your abdomen. Um, They were just like, and if we don't go in and take it out, like you you could become septic and die. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess we're going to do surgery today, (laughs) you know and um, and so they put me on bed rest for like twelve hours with you know no food or water or anything and um, you know, I was on the operating table for like six and a half hours or something like that while they while I did that it was it's pretty straightforward, but I mean it's just a very invasive surgery, and um you know, it left me with a with a stoma and like i have a you know I have a colostomy bag that I have to like take care of and, yeah um, i I assume I,
0: they knocked you out for that, right,
1: oh yeah, oh my God yeah. yeah. Yeah, I woke up and, like, I had no idea where I, like, they, like, ask, yeah. you know, like, when you they ask you, like, do you know where you are, like, who's the president and stuff, like, it took me a couple minutes to, oh, wow. <laughs> to, to really, uh, you know, because I had just moved, because I had moved back to a, a part of New Hampshire that I wasn't, it was Manchester, New Hampshire, which is, like, their biggest city, but, like, I'm, I had never really lived in, in that area, so I wasn't really familiar with stuff around there, um, so I really, like, kind of didn't know where I was, you know, and it was just kind of interesting. Um, it was, I mean, it was awful, but like, uh, so anyway, so now I'm at the point where like I can get this thing reversed because like I'm, I'm young enough and like there's, there's still enough healthy intestine left So like, it's rested for a while now that they can just go and basically, like, I'm going to make it sound a lot more simple than it probably is and, you know, go reattach the two healthy ends to each other now and like, you know, go back to like normal function, normal function, you know, um, right. But there's a there's also now a hernia um that developed around the right under the stoma spot and then another one that's on the there's a huge incision going up right up the center of my abdomen. And there's another hernia in there. And so they want to repair the two of those while they uh reverse the the um the colectomy. And uh in order to do that they want me to lose sixty pounds. Which is oh wow. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was about you to say, I
0: was like, oh my
1: gosh. Um, and I and I I, you know, so like, well, I, you know, I know a lot of people personally that like struggle with gaining weight. You know, um, like I, I come from an athletic background. Like my thing was wrestling, and like we dealt with like weight. Like like that's the first time that I realized that like men had eating disorders. <laughs> you know what I mean? um and like it was very it's very out it's very out in the open sort of in those areas like people are people are binging and verging and things like that and like just to make weight so that they can go like wrestle you know yeah i mean there
0: are some men in the program that i was at but the problem the biggest problem i had with them i mean you know you know rose what you know one of the best in the country but the problem is that uh at first, when I arrived there, um they did not know what to do, as most places don't, unfortunately, with the uh trans aspect of it. so they had me right. sleeping by myself, and I'm like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not medically compromised I'm not on on a, a nasogastric tube, I'm not on uh you know being watched you know, for uh you know one on one or anything like that. So why am I right. in this private bedroom? So I asked my therapist, and he very bluntly tells me. Well, they don't want someone with, you know, what's traditionally male, you know, genitalia in a room with females. I'm like, I am a female. I mean, I've done, I've changed everything legally. And this was done back in, like, 2012. Why are you so hung up on it? And I actually had to threaten a lawsuit before things really, you know, changed. So,
1: And what, what year was that that you were in that? You I was. You had uh, changed in in 2012.
0: Yeah, you know so I I was in the treatment center uh, from the beginning of March 2017 to the end of April
1: 2017. Oh, so but it was five. It was like a whole five years after you had made all these legal changes, right?
0: Oh yeah. Oh god yeah. No, I've been on, and then yeah. I've been on uh, estrogen. Since,
1: right. The th- the uh, uh, February
0: so. of 2012. So I mean it just it didn't even make any sense to me so i mean just the whole i actually had to pr- leave arizona like i had to leave probably, arizona after i left so
1: and then probably in there like you know company policies and paperwork it probably you know you know you know standard operating procedures and policies or whatever it probably says like you know we are a lg what is it, lgbtq like plus like like um yeah, like we in we're inclusive like, like we, and we yeah. accept we accept all people, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm yeah. sure it says that all over the place. <laughs>
0: yeah, it turns or, out uh, did it, you know? not you know. all people, but many uh companies and you know, treatment centers I've been to that uh say things of that nature when it comes down to it, uh in my experience that's never really been it's actually made it worse. So um and you know, there is no Middle ground when it comes to something like that, and that's part of the reason you know getting this surgery is so crucial to me not only you know because of my own you know unfortunate feelings I have towards that part of my body but the societal sure. uh aspect of that as well
1: awesome. sure so um so part of my you know my history and background is that like um you know after after the first couple residential um you know, addiction treatment centers. I went to. I actually wound up uh, being the uh, director of operations at one. And um, I was just trying. I just thought of this. You can probably hear my cat in the background. She, she's relatively new. Um, she, uh Yeah, she's seven months. And she she wants to get out, but we have a little allergy issue at home, so she doesn't. She's not really allowed out of the uh, out of the room too much. I'm gonna try and get her to come down a little
0: bit. Wait, she's allergic, or you are?
1: No, no. Uh, my roommate. Oh, okay. Um, so I try to keep her, keep her kind of locked in here, which, which isn't her favorite activity, a lot of the time, especially the time of night. Um, but uh, what I was, what I was saying is when I was working at that, at that facility, um, we had, we had somebody come in who, um, you know, she had, she had not even start, she had changed her, all of her, you know, uh, legal documents and things like that identification, name, um, yes. know, gender, all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, hadn't had any surgery done, hadn't had any therapy done even started yet. Um, and, and the way that we, we said, you know, we're open to anyone coming here. Why don't you come and see if it's a good fit for you? Like we like we were more than willing to like, and because, um, you know, like we were more than willing to have to have her come there, you know what I mean? And, um, but it was, we weren't really set up for it. So it would have been a new experience for like everyone, you know? And so like, we were like, let's see how, like, we're all for it. Like, let's see if we can make this work. And, um, you know, after kind of like a meet and greet and like, you know, um, she stayed at the property for like a week, you know, like inclusive with everyone, not like not tucked away, um, or anything like that. And like, there were no, no reports of like anyone, you know, any kind of like, um, bullying or like, you know, um, you know, any like discriminatory or or like anything like that. Um, and, um, she just decided at the end of the week, she was like, you know what, you have a great facility here. She was like, I just don't think it's the right fit for me. But we gave it a, we gave it a run, you know what I mean? And it it kind of opened our eyes to like, Oh, maybe, maybe we need to look at some, some stuff here and like change some things around. Um, because it was all new for us too. You know, it was new for everybody. Um, like we had just started this place at like a, with one house and turn it into like this huge community. So like everything was new every step of the way, you know, so it was always just like, we're open to hear anything, you know, and like, let's just like, does this person want to get healthy or not?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think as far as like the biggest issue, in my opinion, with these types of policies, for me, at least, it really shines a spotlight where it shouldn't be. So for example, you know, we don't want you, Many of these places did not want me to share, you know, sleeping arrangements or living arrangements with other females. So I thought, like, what? I, in my mind, it, it was, uh, you know, how am I? How or how or why do you believe that I am so toxic that you don't want me around other people?
1: Right. And that's well, really have, the message
0: I got out of it.
1: Right. Well, they have this pre- predetermined, you know, view of how you're going to be. Or how it how things are gonna go if you're in the in the vicinity, you know, and um, you know, and I think you know they call that in um, you know, there's a, a term for that called like contempt prior to investigation, right? Like they have already made up, they've already made up their mind before they did any research, you know, and like it's, and that's why I was like, you know, when with like the situation when that happened to us, you know, in New Hampshire when someone wanted to come there, it's like, well, let's bring them in and see what happens you know, like, why, like, why even just, why question it? Let's, like, let's just lay everything out there and, like, just see what happens, you know, and I think that coming, coming at things from a place of, like, compassion and acceptance and, you know, just wanting people, like, like, caring about the human condition, right, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: there's this really, like, bizarre implication that, what, I would, I would do something or I would, you know, act in some sort of malicious nature. I've never done that. I would never do that. And I don't know what would cause them to believe something like that.
1: I think, I think there's a lot of people that work in, you know, human service type, you know, field, Um, you know, whether it's a facility or, um, you know, some kind of um, state office, you know, a lot of like, you know, health and human services, things like offices like that that should not be working in places like that. Because they don't care about the people at the end of the day. They're in there because they got a sweet they job.
0: They
1: do it. do it for a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you're doing that kind of work for a paycheck, like you shouldn't like like sorry, like I'm sorry, but you shouldn't be in that line of work. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had. Like the, uh, the
1: paychecks and the, the paychecks nice like bonus, but like that that shouldn't be what what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning. If you want to be get yeah. motivated, if your paycheck's gonna be the motivator. Go get a job in sales.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember back in like 20, and this was like, and there was a, uh, you know, another roommate that, was, uh, that I shared a room with, obviously, but I paid for my part of the room or whatever. But um, long story short, she finds out about me and she, you know, flips her shit and all of the housemates, all the everyone else in that house sided with her over me. And I actually had to uh, break my uh, lease early because I'm, I didn't feel safe. So. Oh, wow. I didn't, I mean, she had her own, you could tell, not to judge anyone, but you could tell that she had her own issues. But at the same time, she was talking about, you know, filing some lawsuit against me. She was talking about, you know, taking legal action. There's actually another issue uh, before that with a different. Uh, girl, and she ended up um, like she not backhanded me, but she did that thing where the person's hand goes up in your face and it hits you, kind of. Um, and I oh, considered like, that.
1: Oh, like it, like it, like almost like almost like full stop when it gets to the face, but like just like a little like they call it like a love tap.
0: Yeah, you're like waving someone off, and but it actually hit me, so I yeah, that okay, to be, yeah. Uh, I actually made a report for, or I tried to at least uh, make a report for battery, and I and I shit you not, the officer that I spoke with on the phone that day was like uh, verbatim, well you're an adult right? You shouldn't expect us to come down there and mommy and daddy you. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? That's how you're going to respond to my so it's, reporting? So it's like, an you guys adult? Had like
1: a lot of like. Uh... Like, like obviously, there's, you know, a lot of um people that are obviously uneducated around, like, around, like, who you are as a person, right? And then, like, yeah. and, like, your, like, your story and then, like, but it almost sounds like there's a lot of people who are, like, over the top, like, not just uneducated, but, like, just straight up ignorant or, like, combative or, uh, you know, not not friendly to to people from your like your community you know what I mean oh hell no no that's very
0: it's actually gotten to the point almost where not just myself but I'm sure many other people in my community uh go into these types of interactions expecting you know to like snark. expecting like,
1: retali- like some kind of like retaliation or like some kind of like situation yeah to like exactly happen. See, well the- well, it's just funny. I, I, I use the word funny a lot for no reason. Like I don't know why I use that word, but like, um, so my that's, first experience that's funny. My, yeah, right, right. And so, like, my first experience with some with with anyone um, that was a trans person was um, growing up in school. Um, they, um, you know, this was a female that, um, you know, I knew her. Yeah, well, I knew him at, his entire life as Rachel, um, and then all of a sudden, our senior year started and um, all of a sudden, Rachel was Kane, and, like, had already started, um, you know, therapy and everything like that, and, like, had facial hair, and, um, you know, it was one of those, like, the kids in my school were, were ruthless, you know, and it was just, like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, like, what, what is this doing for you? But, you know what i you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was just kind of, like, hey, and then, like, like, you know, he came in, was, like, hi, I'm Kane, and I was, like, I can't, I'm, like, I'm Brian, like, you know, like, it's, it's not a big, it's not a big thing for me, and like, um, you know, my, um one of my cousins, uh, his is, is, has come out as, as trans, and at the age of 12, you know, so now um my cousin's having, like, learning all about it, and like, you know, and she's super supportive of it, and she gets super pissed at, like, parents in the schools that are, like, you know, kind of probably similar to what they're, what adults are doing to you you know, like, um, like you know, I don't want this kid in here with my kid and, you know, that kind of thing. And she's like, excuse, you know, my cousin's like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. And she's one, these, she's one of these people that's like a little bull. Like, I wouldn't want to get her angry, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but it's just one of those things where, like, it, it's amazing to me sometimes that, like, in the day and the age that we're in with how many different kinds of people there are and, like, how many, like, how different and unique people are. Are but not unique at the same time, you know. Like how many different types of people are out there? We're still like so black and white about things.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of us, uh, you know, were either through, uh, you know, the way that we were brought up, or through something that right. was learned through the rest of society. We have this very toxic, in my opinion, culture that revolves around things have to be a certain way and they, if you go outside of that box, you are de- you are branded as something that is not normal. Therefore you deserve to be, you know, victimized and, uh, right. you know, beaten and, you know, in some cases, you know, killed, unfortunately. And it's just right. very, it's just a, you know, disgusting yes. environment. A lot of know, times.
1: Yeah. I don't know if maybe I just, I was just lucky to grow up in the family that I had and like, you know, every family's got their issues, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like that was never, that was never one of them with mine. Like, you know, and, um, as far as I know anyway, like that's the only, my cousin, and it's actually my second cousin's kid. It was the child that I was just speaking about. Um, that's the only, you know, um, either trans, you know, anyone that would be considered in the the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and like the whole family's like super supportive of it, you know, (laughs) like, and, like, yeah. if, if, if anyone else was, it would be the same way. But, like, it's just amazing that there's, like, you know, I have friends and or, you know, they're not really friends, I guess, that you know, these days anyway. But, like, you know, growing up, they're, like, you know, I see some of the way that, like, they act on, you know, like, on social media. And I'm, like, man, I used to, like, be friends with this guy, you know, like, Um. You know, and it, it's like it's just like the difference in opinion. Like you know, as people age, as people like start to like express their opinions more, you know, and you kind kind of find out what how people actually are. And you're like, you're kind of like, wow, I didn't know that that person thought that way. Right. And, I mean, people can like I, definitely be different. Like, like I can't believe I can't believe that like, you know, I would have, you know, that I was like, you know, like hanging out with this guy elbow to elbow, like. Like there's there's a, a there's a difference between having differences with people and like there's some things I think that are just not acceptable to like have as a belief system for me that like I would want to like associate with someone right right like I don't like I don't want to hang out with people that that are that are like openly racist or like openly have problems like trans people like I don't think that that's like personally I don't think that's okay like and but that's just that's just me you know I can obviously only speak on my own yeah no I mean
0: I certainly agree with that. I would not associate myself with, you know, someone who's bigoted or someone who hates someone based off of something uncontrollable, like they're, right. based on who
1: they are. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, my parents were, you know, God bless them. They're amazing and they've come around, but as liberal and open-minded as they were and still are, when I first came out, when I was 17, I believe, uh, just like 2008, Um, they did not know how to handle it and everything was very hostile for many years. And eventually in like 2014, I think my father uh, finally called me his daughter and I remember I was just like crying, sitting down in my bed and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I mean, even now, like he's not perfect. He doesn't get things right all the time, but I know that he, you know, loves me and that. And I think that I always knew that, but at the same time, him, you know, affirming that really just made it that much more authentic to me. So I mean, I think time does heal, as cliche as it sounds. I think time maybe doesn't heal all wounds, but at least some of them, in my opinion. So
1: yeah, or, or at least, or at least makes them more, man, at least makes them manageable. You know, like the more. Uh, i want, I don't know what the phrase I want to use, like they easier yeah. to live with easier to live with, I guess, or you know what I mean like not 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 as not as painful as they seem the
0: way I went about it, I think even though I was really young, i was and you know to anyone out there listening, do not you know do this, don't try to do this, but I was so desperate at the time that I was going to, and I actually my parents found out because I texted my one of my close friends, um, that I was going to, you know, go online and get estrogen because my parents would not, you know, sign a consent for me to get estrogen at the time. Obviously, I'm a minor. I couldn't do that. It's, you know, something that's very illegal. And But at the time, in my mind, it was that, uh, you know, I could not continue to, I mean, I remember it being – around 16 17 years old and uh you know putting uh you know taking those like uh safety pins and uh for lack of a more graphic term uh self-mutilating um with that because Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I mean it's just you know so I mean I've had a very dysfunctional relationship with my body since I was You know, 16, 17 years old. So going through the process of getting my vaginoplasty has been on and off just a very, and that's why, that's why last year I was so, just so fucking devastated that, um, she was not able to provide my surgery. And I've just been in and out of psych hospitals on and off probably, uh, two dozen psychiatric facilities. Uh, over the past, you know, seven or eight years. And um, and I, even uh, back in August, I was taken for the anorexia. I was taken to a crisis center mm-hmm. and um, I to- I spoke to the psychiatrist and she was like, well, uh, how can I help you? And I'm like, well, I don't mean any disrespect, but you really cannot help me.
1: Yeah, you um, can't. <laughs>
0: because any sort of psychiatric intervention cannot give me uh, my surgery. And technically I have to close my eyes every time I take a shower and I can barely manage my ADLs uh, and I feel very crippled by, you know, the body that I have. And he basically just, you know, discharged me and uh, sent me on my way because I think he agreed with me that, you know, any sort of help that, you know, no disrespect to him, you know, seemed very nice, but, uh there's really nothing that they could do for me and actually when i was 23 or 22 i was at a place in uh the los angeles area called uh alhambra bhc which is a for profit okay. uh what is it for profit facility i think it's owned by uh arcadia or something like that um okay. one of, one of these conglomerates and they yeah. uh, they kept, i was on private insurance so they kept me for the whole 22 days and uh the the you know the idiot psychiatrist that I got was like well you've been really depressed and you haven't been attending groups this is not working and I'm like uh I wonder why
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I, I mean I can't even imagine I mean you're I, you know, I I hear you at the at the meetings and stuff, and you know, share your, your stories and things like that. Like, you know, I can uh yeah I can't fathom I can't fathom like going through a lot of the things you've been through, you know, just just because I never I never have, and you know, and 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 being like a white straight male, I never will. You you know what I mean? You know you know what I mean? And it's like I try really hard to like um be empathetic for like you know things that people talk about that like will never happen because I am who I am. You know, sorry, the cat. The cat's crying. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> Hi, Kitty. Don't cry. don't cry, Kitty. Yeah. We daughter,
1: love you, she, Kitty. She, she she's great. Uh, she was great all day today. She, we had uh, I made her bre I made her breakfast and put it on a plate. She loves human food. Yeah. So I so I made her like like I had like I made myself like some pancakes and like eggs and stuff like that. So I I made her a little tiny pancake and like cut it up into little cat pieces and like uh. A little, little bit of potato, She, but she really does. She, she'll she try to eat everything that I can eat, popcorn, pizza. She doesn't care.
0: Yeah, my roommate back in Pittsburgh, like, had the dumbest cat ever. I mean, it would try to, like, claw at my door, to, and I thought, oh, cool, you want to hang out? That's awesome. So I let the cat in. The cat climbs up on my futon for, like, maybe five seconds to claw at it, runs back out of the room. So I close the door. Cat starts clawing at the door again. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. So... <laughs>
1: Well, that's, what, that's what I'm dealing with with this one because like I was considering going into the other room and leaving her in here um, to to do this phone this phone call and um, all I would have heard from you would you probably wouldn't have been able to hear it on your end but on my end all I would have heard was her scratching the door and crying from the inside so I figured this was actually the lesser of two evils um, because I actually she she needs to go and uh, have her. Uh, she needs to go get she's young so she's gonna go get her uh she's gonna go get spade. She's starting to get the whole like uh, she's starting her hormones are starting to kinda of kick in oh, yeah. it. and it's
0: well
1: important. and she's an indoor she, she's gotta be an indoor cat where I am because I'm up on the third floor. So uh Well I
0: mean you don't want her to mate to go out and then mate no. with other animals.
1: Dude. Nope, turn up with one. I don't think I'm gonna be able to handle, you know, however many wind up from that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, uh, no litter for you.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. it's probably not even, you know, because it's like, you know, what do they say? In like, you know, the movie Twenty Eight Days with Sandra Bullock. It's like, you know, for the first year, have you know, of uh, sobriety of a plant. If you can keep that thing for a year, then get a pet. <laughs>
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, we watched that in Rosewood. Like they had us watch like the Bill W. Movie. Yep. They had us watch oh, uh, yeah. 20, all the all the recovery movies. Like we had like I think it was like yep. Friday night. You know, they yep. turn
1: the lights down um, and we all just yep. watch all those movies. Yep. Uh, well, it was funny because you know we were talking about the movie, uh having a movie night with the with the uh, with the Unity people and uh, you know somebody had listed some suggestions. So I was like, you know, when I worked at that rehab, I had to come up with uh, like I had to grab movies for like every Saturday we had a movie a movie group like that, all of a sudden I had to be like, oh, what are are the movies that I've seen in rehab that I've been in before, you know? Yeah, (laughs) um, my sponsor... So I went went back and looked at my Amazon account, my Amazon ordering, and there was one day that I just bought, like, every recovery movie, basically, that I could think of. So that's that's where my list came from.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my sponsor, who's actually part of, uh, you know, Unity, she uh, she shares a lot, too. Uh, She actually is running, and you probably saw this in the Discord, she's running... um, a new type of movie night. Like she just put a poll up for it, uh Jeff.
1: Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's where my yeah. That, I gave her a, a bunch of movies for that list. We're talking about the same oh, list. The, oh,
0: those <laughs> came from you. I didn't. I didn't know where she got the movies from. They came from you. So well, uh, some, some, of them did. some
1: of them came from somebody else. It was a, it was a group effort. Uh,
0: um, I wish I could have contributed. I would have probably. I don't know what movie I would have shown, So, gosh. <laughs> um, but with
1: me. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to make the group or I I hope that I can, but I can't even remember what time it's scheduled it's, for now. Uh, it's seven, seven o'clock it's right. in an hour in an hour from now. Is it tonight? Uh
0: the movie group? No, the regular group is in an hour from now. Oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The movie I think she said the movie group is on Tuesday, like Tuesday I right? forget what time, but something about Tuesday.
1: Yeah, Tuesday at seven or something like that. Or seven our time.
0: Yeah, I know that, I think the only Sandra Bullock movie that I remember in recent memory was that one she did, that really weird, uh, you know, buddy cop one she did with, uh, what's your face, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and it wasn't that good.
1: Uh, I, I kind of know like, what you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called.
0: I don't remember either, but it was some. It was supposed to be a comedy, but it, it was not good because I don't like anything that Melissa McCarthy is in. She's not the greatest actress, in my opinion. <laughs> she,
1: she's, not of, she's not your cup of
0: tea? Not really. I like um, – I wish uh, Sarah Silverman would go into acting. I mean, I know she's a comedian, but I think she would be – she would you know, transition well into that type of for,
1: format. Definitely. Yeah, no, I like Sarah Silverman. I think she's pretty funny. I think she oh who is, oh I can't remember her name now there's some uh you ever watch the comedy central roasts?
0: I've seen some of them, yeah, I saw the one of uh gosh, who was it um the one for Bob Saget. I saw that one. <laughs> yeah
1: there's a there's a there's a female comedian that a uh, stand up comedian that has been on a few of these things now that her- her comedy is like super, like, intrusive, like, to some of these, like, it's, like, it's, like, she says some things that, like, I, like, and, like, I, it doesn't, it takes a lot for me to, like, kind of be, like, oh, my God, you know? uh Like, Lisa, um, what's your
0: name? Lisa
1: Lampanelli? Lampinelli yeah, worse than her. and um, Oh, wow. I your, her? And I can't even remember her name, and, like, you know, she's, she's, like, this little, like, really well put together, like, younger, like, um comedian or whatever, and, like, you know, she starts talking and, you know, she sounds like kind of like really sweet and stuff, and then all of a sudden she'll like completely rip somebody a new one, like, well, like on a different, like a really, like, kind of gross level sometimes. <laughs> well,
0: like, yeah, I, I, I know that. Few, uh, I actually like
1: some.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I like some, depending on what it is, and if it's done well, I like raunchy humor, and if uh, normally it's a cardinal sin for me to plug other podcasts on my own show but it's my show so I'll do it I don't know if you've heard uh, Tim Henson's uh, Distorted View or Distorted View Daily it is like the best I I've mean heard, I have like the best I've heard, funniest thing I've ever
1: heard it. I honestly don't listen to a lot of podcasts I'm a much more music guy oh wow
0: well, yeah I mean I listen to gosh I listen to pretty much everything except country especially this new freaking bro country I hate that shit it's terrible
1: <laughs> Well, it's funny. Like they call this stuff country. I'm like, can you guys just call it like, like pop rock? Like, just call it what it is, right? With like a little twang, you know. Oh, like, I'm um,
0: listening to my Lil Wayne mixtape, bumping on the stereo, 808 bumping. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this?
1: Right. <laughs> but, well, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I pretty much, I was, I was brought up a couple decades too late. You know, like I should have been like in like the 80s, thrash metal. Like that's when I should have been in my 20s. You know, but that didn't that didn't pan out. But that's still. Wait, that's how still much older life. are
0: you than than me? I'm 36. Oh okay.
1: I'm not much. I'm not much older than you. Um,
0: I feel I, old. I'm gonna be. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be freaking 30. Except it's gonna be a big birthday, but I don't know how to celebrate it because everything's in lockdown. So.
1: Right. Exactly. I don't know, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe on, on the,
0: the on the meetings, I can celebrate it. <laughs>
1: New Year New Year's was fun on the meetings. I, just, I went. I think I went to almost all seven of them that day, and uh, yeah, the you know, countdown was my
0: best part.
1: Yeah, the countdown was cool. We had like they unmuted. Well, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but we. I cannot confirm or deny if we were unmuted at the end of the meeting after midnight. And um, you know, we, there wasn't many of us left at that point, so like we were like talking for a little while and just kind of like hanging out. But it was it was cool because like you know, people, like, at the beginning of the day were, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, and, like, you know, kind of, like, fuck New Year's, and, like, this is stupid, and then, like, and then, like, you know, a couple of meetings later, like, people all of a sudden have, like, 2021, 20, like, glasses on, or, like, they have, like, a, a noise maker randomly, or, like, just, yeah, like, and something, that's some, something little, you know? And, like, yeah, you know, that's I, the
0: messed up thing about it, too, is the people that are, like, oh, like, you know, 2021, it's a new day, and I'm, like, yeah, because yesterday was Tuesday, like, <laughs> Right,
1: right. <laughs> well, and that's when I really started, like, so, like, I've been, like, painting rocks and recovery, right? And, like, right. and that's that's when I really started, like, kind of doing it again, was, like, because it was something that I had been doing, and then I stopped, and then, like, all of a sudden I was, just, like, I was starting to get bored again, you know? And it was just, yeah. like, because it was, like, the dead and wicked, so I was, like, what do I do? So I basically just started doing every little activity that I learned, like, yeah, so like at, you know, free time, and so I've been like, uh, you know, painting rocks and like doing little canvas things and like uh, friendship bracelets and whatever, and I just mail to people, for the hell of it.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: And like, well, it was unfortunate because I've been waiting on, uh, you know, some more steady work because it turns out that mailing one person a rock is, is like six oh. bucks, mad as up, But after like ten people on a rock, you know, and uh, not knowing how much money we am going to in.
0: Or <laughs> I mean, at least they appreciated it. Or I hope they did.
1: Oh, yeah. No, they, Oh, they, of course they do. I, still, I just still got a bunch of people from the meetings that are, uh, you know, they they asked they me ask if they could have one like a month ago. And, like, they're, they're all done. I just got to get them in the mail. <laughs> I'm just sitting on their address. I got their stuff all printed out. It's just got to go.
0: Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I don't want to keep you for too much longer. Is there
1: anything else that, I mean, you'd like to share or anything that you just... No, gonna... man, I, I mean, I just, I really like the you know, I I like this unity community that we built. And, like, I think this podcast is, is a cool idea. And, like, you know, people just doing different things to, like, um, get to know people a little bit, you know, outside of, like, um, you know, people's, like, two- to five-minute, you know, Hollywood Square. And, um, you know, someone's, you know... Um, Don in the meeting was like, "Hey, you know, Brooks looking for people to uh, to do her her podcast with," and I was like, No, oh, whatever. Like, I'm not really doing much of anything lately. <laughs> like, you know." Sorry. sorry I don't sorry. think a lot that of people was, are. <laughs> what's that?
0: But I don't think
1: a lot of people are right now. No, so so I reached out and I was kind of like, "Hey, you know, I heard heard you were looking for more for more potential victims, you know, <laughs> but like um." Yeah. <laughs> You know, but you know, I was more than happy to come on and do it. Like I didn't know what I didn't know what's what was gonna happen. You know, I didn't know if there was you know, pre qualified questions or you know, I was waiting for like the the, the hands. No, I, mean, I try
0: not to do that. I mean, I'm not a professional interviewer by any means. I
1: don't yeah. do schools in a you know technical. But no, capacity, but it's good so. because we've never like shot the ship before, you know. So yeah, now exactly. we, and like now we have for you know an hour or whatever. So I mean that's cool too. Like that's what it's all about, right? It's all about connection. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: It's about building that community
1: up. You know, and like, and I've been able to, you know, and I've met a lot of, I've met a lot of awesome people in this group, and like it's made me like more enthusiastic and energetic about meeting other people. Like, you know, I've been, you know, I go to other fellowships and I do other things for my recovery, and like. It's gotten me to, like, start explore, like, um, other group, other, like, you know, like, other 12-step groups that aren't necessarily in my backyard. Like, I've been going to, um, this meeting at midnight that I've been going to that I'm actually, I just started in their Back of Basics workshop today. It goes for four, you know, they they run it every month. It's a four-week thing, um and then i I've already signed up to do their tech host training, so I'm gonna be like um being like co-host co-host their meetings and like sign up for like service positions and um you know just trying to like get involved,
0: yeah, I yeah. think I'm probably i once the summer starts, then maybe it might start uh doing maybe buy like a uh i don't drive, but maybe I'll buy like a bicycle start doing doordash on the side or something like that. I don't know because you know it's, i don't I don't want it to interfere with uh the SSI so it's kind of a factor into it as well but I think if I try to do something at least like volunteer or part-time just something to get my I need something to get myself out of my head because unfortunately yeah. it's just been marinating all these negative distorted thoughts and yep. I just need more structure yep. in my
1: life yeah well I, I can't wait for the ice to melt like I'm ready to go start hiking again like you know I used to run like a ton of Spartan race and I was talking about that with people in the chat today about how like now I live near Killington, Vermont again, which is like one of the one of their hardest, if not their hardest race venue. And like, you know, I haven't done it for a few years because of the surgery. Like I didn't want to like, not that I can't, I don't have any restrictions. I just don't feel comfortable doing stuff that I used to do. And um, but this year, I think I'm going to go back and tackle it. It's in September. So I got like six months to get ready. And, uh, right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so yeah um it was yeah, it was awesome and fantastic, just getting to know you more and talking to you
1: yeah and, that was great. uh
0: yeah, so i hope to uh see you uh, are you still going to the other meetings tonight or yeah
1: i'll i'll probably go to the i'll probably go to i might go to the next two if anything, I'll be at the next one, the one at nine um yeah because i do go to that midnight meeting now so it's kind of tough going like to the 11 and then right into the midnight especially where i got to be up for work in the morning um but i really like yeah by midnight, midnight i'm, I'm like gonna, really so i'm gonna tired try and by still go that <laughs> yeah exactly but it's like i don't do much at this job where i'm just screening i'm screening people for covid and i sit in a chair you know so it's like <laughs> i don't have to do much um yeah. as long as i can get there as long as i get there i'm good you know um Right, exactly. And I'm and I'm really like gung ho about about meeting right now. So I I try and I try and stay on top of that while while I'm like really into it, you know, so that like it'll make it easier for me to keep going on days that I don't want to.
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting until the end of August when I can get my uh one year
1: done. Yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I've got um you know, my my sobriety day right now is November eleventh, twenty twenty. Um, you know, a little over three months or something, or almost almost four months, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: I I medicate with uh delta eight, uh, which is a you know federally legal form of uh, THC. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't consider that uh, breaking sobriety, and the reason I say that is yeah. because it's for medical, the same as any other. Yeah, no, medicine.
1: I, Yeah, no, I, I I get that, and like you know, everyone's everyone's got their. Um, you know, their definition of what, you know, recovery means to them, I'm like, if it's, you know, I'm all for, I'm all for medicine, you know. Um, like, if it's something that's, that's a necessity for somebody, by, means, by all means, go for it, you know. Then yeah, I mean, they're talking
0: for. about, like, changing, and this is really pissing me off, too. Like, they're talking about changing the legislation to actually outlaw it so you have to get a medical card and you have to get actual uh Delta Nine, I believe it's called, the traditional form of uh cannabis. Um really? so I may end up having to just move back to uh, move back to California where it's recreational. Um
1: oh, because wow. right
0: now with this uh Delta eight, um, it's under the twenty eighteen Agriculture Act. So if you're over twenty one, it's just like any other product. But now they're talking about of course that somebody has to go and ruin something that I mean it's just so ass backwards to me that cigarettes and alcohol are, you know, legal and they have these giant, you know, businesses behind them, and they kill countless people. And marijuana, as far as I know, hasn't contributed to any sort of casualty like that. Well, I mean, I may be wrong, but I don't.
1: No, I mean, if some of these old, some of these old white dudes in in politics, right, would like. Listen to their, their, like, I don't want to use the word burnout, but, like, a couple of their, like, burnout, like, like, grandkids or something like that that, like, they keep tucked away for, like, publicity reasons. Like, they might be, like, striking a gold mine, you know, when they want, because, like, they back these other companies because of revenue, right? (laughs) It's tax money. You know, it's, like, there's plenty of tax money to be had here. (laughs) You know, people are going to come and buy this stuff. Oh, yeah, no, California
0: California has, you know,
1: cannabis tax when you go to a dispensary, so... Right. I mean... Well, it's like, well, it's like you know, I'm, I'm from Massachusetts, and now all my, all my friends down there have it. Yeah, I mean, my
0: doctor here uh, recommended me for it, but I don't have a Pennsylvania ID, so I can't quite...
1: Oh, uh, all right, because you have to in state.
0: Yeah, I still have my California state ID, so... But... Regardless, um, yeah, it was just super nice talking to you once again, and uh, I hope to yeah. see you uh, later on. And I hope you have, a, you know, a beautiful, uh, fantastic, wonderful uh, rest of your evening. So, um, alright, hey,
1: you, you too, bro. Nice getting to know you a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much.
1: All right, you enjoy your night.
0: You too. Bye. All
1: right. Bye.